Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you, join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. Hey, Julie, if I was to ask you who you coach, do you, do you know who you coach? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that answer and pause says maybe. Well, I was like, do you know where Laura and I, we were chatting a little bit. It's kind of already been a long week, even though we're recording this on a Tuesday. And I'm just going to take you through my train of thought, Laura. So when you said, who do I coach? I immediately started thinking of the names that I pe- of people that I coach, which, you know, we can't share that. No. But then I started doing it in my head to like the tune of Mambo number five, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you always say? All of the people's names? Yeah. <laughs> Angela. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got da, it. Da, da, da. Yeah. So that's who I coach, Laura. That's who I coach. <laughs> Okay. So we're new coaches. Um, yeah. It's something I did. I tapped into my research self. When I meet with people, I'm a super nerdy. I have a spreadsheet of like exploratory people who I meet with and their problems. Um, and then I have like one, they, when they go on, they convert to packages, which is common in my coaching world. And, but the client log um, that we we have to capture anyways for hours. So as if you're working towards ICF, International Coaching Federation Certification, you have to have 100 hours for the first level, uh, Associate Certified Coach, ACC. And 70 of those right now have to be paid. Or yeah, 70 of those have to be mm-hmm. paid and 30% can be pro bono. So I've been tracking that, but then I put other columns of like topic theme, goal one, goal two, um, and then, and then just like a, a general notes side. So, yeah, well, I just wanted to know, like, who is my clientele? If people said like, what do you coach on? And I'm like, mm, transitions, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you, are you making notes on that for you? Um, I think to some extent, you know, our hours are a little bit different right now. So I think I'm, I'm just now kind of getting out of the gate. It feels like with some of this, um, I'm definitely making notes like, uh, for each client, like for each session, right? Like what have I talked about with a client? Like what's going on? Keeping track of that. Um, I don't know that I'm in a place where I'm identifying themes, but I definitely feel more confident in certain sessions than others. Um, and I think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a question I was asking myself at a pretty good session with a client last week that was really focused specifically about their work situation and um, looking to grow within their work context um, and role. And that felt really good. And I, I think what I left with was wondering, is it good because, uh, you know, this is a client that um, is in my workplace as well, right? So I'm doing some coaching internally. And is it, is it good because I'm really familiar with that context. And so kind of guiding and powerful questions and being able to um, kind of have some of that context without needing to ask those questions. Um, Or is it just that it was, you know, really well-defined goal for a session. And so that made it go a lot smoother than others. That's a good question because I think people find us whether it's usually by word of mouth for me um, or referral 
these days, or they've heard, they knew me, um, the, the work I used to do. And they're like, well, you get this thing. You used to be an academic advisor. You used to be a faculty member. You do, you do this thing in learning design. So they associate me with that. And you don't need to be an expert or know anything of those things to coach, to be honest. Um, but uh, something I found more eye-opening was like, I wrote down like themes or issues or things we talked about, but I recently asked for like testimonials for my Mm -hmm. website. And so, um, and this reminds me like the best time to learn what your clients that you're coaching is getting out of your session. Like you might have an interpretive, I have a problem with, I need to pull back my synthesis and research self because is asking them what they learned at the end and what they're taking away from it, which might be something you probably didn't even think was that significant. So I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. it's like removing barriers for people who think, there's some invisible ones um, and mine look at like maybe their career and their life at the time. So um, some of that is like, I help them remove these blocks or barriers. Um, but I've been trying to think about like other things that people are doing with me and maybe it's exploring. Um, I, I know some of them are exploring teaching and learning in different environments online or blended. Um, and I know that some people are thinking about, the who am I in life and work um, so that those kind of blur a little bit together. And so people are like, are you a career coach? I was like, I guess, but it's also personal. So DDD. Yeah. Yeah. And I do wonder, like, you know, I consider myself to be someone who has um, a pretty high level of empathy and like, I, you know, have had my own sort of like navigation of my career this year. And so is that part of, cause now I'm thinking too, okay, most of like my clients have been around work and career and transition. And when I go back and think about the sessions that really stood out to me, that, that, that like, I felt like we got something right. Or the client mm-hmm. let us know like, Hey, or let me know like, Hey, this is really useful. It was around those, those moments of transition or growth or questioning. And I have also done that myself. So is that, Ooh, right. How am I like, uh, showing up, I think in my, in my coaching practice in a way that maybe I'm not even realizing. Right. Do you mean showing up to be too much or I guess we try to not have an agenda, our own agenda as a coach, I should say. Um, or do you mean like leading the clients? Is that what you're thinking about? I don't know about leading the client, but I think about it's a fast track to empathy for me. Right. Because it is easy for me to, uh, kind of relate and, and understand, I don't think understand, but like experience with the client. Right. And I Mm -hmm. think, um, you know, like any relationship, when you're talking with someone, it's going to get better the longer you're together. Right. I think like a sweet spot is like session three, you know, because you've kind of got some rapport and they're used to the format and all of those things. And so I wonder, does, does having the ability to relate to their experience, give you a fast track to that, but maybe not. I mean, the, 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 the guidelines of coaching, if you will, are, are ethical guidelines would say no. So that's just an interesting thing to noodle on. I would say no. Um, because I have had clients that, um, for different reasons, they've chosen to like kind of block out payments, like pay as you go. And that's totally, I've, I've given some kind of allowances for a sliding scale as well. And I assume that we may only have that one time together because just the way things have worked in people's lives and work and 
there's a bunch of things happening. So I pretend like we, I'm not going to see you again. So we have to go really deep, really fast. And I do know that coaching, which is kind of unique. Someone, one of my clients said, this feels like therapy. I know it's not, but like, they're like, you're getting to like a root of an issue and going down further into it. And it made me think of like, I think you have good empathy in the way that you're talking about and understand that you could get to what the issue is and it, and not the the problem, but what the client's not telling you about quick enough. And knowing that you have to trust yourself as a coach to do that, you have to go there to get to whatever the real issue is. Because the client might come in and say, I want to talk about X. They list off a topic. We set the agenda. And then in the first couple of questions, if you ask them the, almost the right question, you get at something else that they didn't want to talk about really, or they just masked it with this other topic. So I think it's kind of a neat opportunity to have the space to ask that question, listen, and then really listen to like, it's like reading between the lines is what I see it as like, mm-hmm. oh, there's like another little, um, it's kind of like there's a script and then there there's these director notes that the client holds on to. And you got to be like, hold up. What are they really saying there? Is there a cue left on this issue or idea? And I'm, I've been thinking about that a lot more. Because I, I worry, not that I won't, worry, I won't see my clients again, but um, those that aren't in kind of longer session packages, I was like, we need to get to it. And mm-hmm. it's I'm going to push you a little bit in, in a, a way that you're. I'm asking you questions about the thing that you want to talk about. And you know, you kind of want to talk more about as well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's definitely a place for like getting deep very quickly. And I think that it's just it can be clunky the first couple of times, you know, like, as I, I don't know. I, for me, those are, that's different than depth. Yeah. So I'll give you an example of what I started doing in my exploration sessions. Um, I started picking some of, so if knowing that they were coming in because they fill out a form <clears throat> for me, they book appointment, they fill out a form in my little calendar thing. And I knew some of those issues. So they've had to pre think about it in the exploration session. So um I actually will, based on what they've written about, look and find a couple powerful questions I would start with in a session and do a model for that in the exploratory. Mm-hmm. And then they start rattling off and talking about things. And I say, well, I don't want to put a pin in it, but I will, because this is something we would go deeper into a session. And so what I've done in a couple of the exploration sessions is ask questions that I know that are really good in certain areas. So like, like you, I work on yeah transitions and ident- work identity stuff and the things they want to really be doing. And so I follow up with my email saying, thanks for the exploratory session. If interested, there's a package we talked about. Here's a link. And I went, here's a question that you really weren't sure how to answer or you started to answer, but you want to think more about. So that reminds me, like I let them know, like, that's kind of what I do in my coaching. So I kind of model what I would do as, and who I'd be as a coach. And then if they don't come back to me, I'm like, well, great. They got a good question. They can go think about somewhere and reflect Mm -hmm. on it. So their free exploration session is also like testing some of that, asking them the question um, that goes into the issue right away. Cause then they come back in my first session, if they sign up on a package and they're like, all right. So I've been thinking about, I've been writing about, I actually wrote a, a to-do list and then this list and a vision board. I was like, whoa, whoa, you took that question and just flew off. I came back. And so it kind of reminded me like I should, even if they aren't going to book a full kind of package with me, even if they're exploring, I think if I, if they are stuck at like what to ask me, I, I could say like, do you want me to ask you a question? I'd ask you as a coach and then I go there. Mm-hmm. So I guess to be answered, we didn't answer the question then. Uh, who do we coach? Um, who do you coach? 
Well, uh, here's a question for you. I mean, does death equal trust? Ooh, that's a good question, Julie. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so. And I'm going to like use one of our principles, you earn trust. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think you do need to earn trust from your clients. No, I hear that. But I think like, I guess where I'm like pondering, like, I totally agree. You definitely have to earn trust, but I think does, does going deep imply that trust is already there. Right. Or like, maybe it's like, how do you know, how do you know that you have trust? Right. I don't know. This is now going off the rails. We can. No, I think it's good. I will say, listen, how do you earn trust? I think it's being your authentic self as a coach. And in the exploration session, unlike a coaching session, they can ask anything about, and you should ask anything about coach, right? So they can ask me about like, why am I doing this? What's my motivation? Who do I coach? What? And they've asked me like, what kind of industries do I coach in? So I've said, oh, there's some in higher ed, but there's also some people in sales, some people in accounting, some people in the tech realm now, and their roles are varied. They're all their entry level, their late career, they're exiting, they're just getting started. So I talk a little bit about that in terms of like why I'm into, and they're like, well, why do you do the things you do? So I think really good exploration sessions get the client to know you more. And I say, I'm talking the most you'll hear me talking is in this exploratory session because I want you to interview me and ask me those questions. And I'll do the same thing and ask like, what are you looking for in a coach? What does a successful uh, coaching relationship look like? And so that really weeds people out who I want to coach and who are ready to be coached. And then trust, I guess, gets built up besides that one exploration. Like they look for me in different spaces. So they might go look for you on LinkedIn, Julie, they might go, who is this Larson of a coach and what is, uh, what is she doing? Um, So like, I guess I've, I've been talking a little bit about some of the work I've been doing in, in where areas that I coach for a little while. So I got a blog. Now we have a podcast. Tell them, tell them whatever you want right now. Let's, let's build some trust for you. Well, no, I, I think it's, I don't know. I, I guess where my brain is sitting is like, it's a very intimate experience, right? Like you're asking questions, you are talking about personal things. It is, can feel in moments like a therapy session, though it is not therapy, right? Cause you're really like unearthing and you are digging into these things. And so it's less for me about the mechanism of building trust. And it is more about like, I guess, how do you know that trust is there as a coach? Like, when is that moment when you can say like, yep, we've got it? Because I think it is, or maybe like a a, a secondary layer of trust or, um, and, and to, to like bring it all full circle, what got me started on this is like, wow, is my ability to ask better questions connected to, because I'm a new coach, connected to my comfort around what we're talking about, right? And how I would suppose the the longer that we coached, the more experience we had, that would matter less and less. Yeah. But but I trust that you have that ability in you now. And so practice and continuing to build in your practice and with different clients and having more hours and in sessions, I think is, is definitely good. But I don't, I think some of my trust came before. Like, I think you have these skills and other things you do in your world of work. And mm-hmm. I think of it as I ask really tough questions in podcast interviews, not this one. This is not mm-hmm. an interview. This is a talk to talk. I ask really tough questions and research that unpack meaning. Like I used to research people and do like, uh, I had two projects. I had to have like a hundred people in each apparently that I t- had to talk to around the world. So I asked people to open up about things. So 
I think if you get comfortable with that opening, like you holding that space now we're doing as we do it virtually is they're going to show up and be willing to talk because they know you're a safe person to listen. You're not going to judge. That's for the mm-hmm. thing about a coach. And it's kind of like a sacred space. It, and this, this is the only similar thing to therapy or something like a research study is it's not going to go anywhere other than t- between you and that client. So I think an automatic relationship of trust is built uh, when you sign a contract with someone, when you mm-hmm. come to the first session and cards get laid on the ta- table and you as a coach ask a question, but you also reflect back or you mirror or you go with them and say, what you just said is this, is this true? Or mm-hmm. tell me more. I think you do have that. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I don't know how well I'm doing explaining all the thoughts in my head, but I do think I hear you that like there is this moment of trust that is established as soon as that contract or as soon as that initiation happens, right? Because there is that, there's that trust in the process. Maybe that's happening. And T-P, you all- full circle. Well, and I also think you hear it when a client says, I've never been asked that before, or I've never thought of that before. And then they're willing to go there with you. I think that's Mm -hmm. also, it's, those are kind of cool little signals of, oh, we're going, like I've had some go, oh, we're going deep. Oh, yeah, we are. Let's get into it. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of cool. I wonder how else you can measure trust. Yeah, I think you, I think you have it right away with clients knowing that they're going to sign up with you for a few sessions and go in there even for, even for was one session. And I've had some great one-offs that, really did it for a client. I was like, and I was like, did they do it for a client? But like they had come back and said, here's the following things I've taken away from our com- one conversation. I was like, hmm, all right, there you go. Trust the process. See the P. I guess, right. As a, so I guess maybe a better question for us, Laura, is who do you want to coach? That's a great question. I will say I'm really into people who are when I say transformation or transition, I think they're thinking about themselves holistically. It's not just a job because I'm not here to get you another job. If I was, I could be a recruiter or headhunter and I'd make a shit ton more money. I'm in it for people that are like, I had a reckoning with my life or my work, or I'm really looking for a bigger way to find meaning. Those are my favorite clients. And I think I've decided, Julie, I'm not going to start anyone lower than six sessions because it takes at least that, if not longer, to work through transformation, transition, and deeper change it's not just situational like it's not just getting another job it's they want to change psychologically and within themselves and it's a bunch of things so those are my favorite clients doesn't mean i won't work with other people but like that's probably my my niche pocket of client what is yours yeah um you know i think i i also agree i'm i might not be as hard lined on the transformational piece yet because i am going to add the caveat that i don't think folks always recognize that what they're searching for is a transformation when they come in Right. I think that can be a realization that happens through a session. I think when they come in saying like that, I need my next job because this job isn't right. Like, you know, I think that is very, uh, that is telling, you know, like that, that transformation might be under the surface or they might just, I don't know, not like their manager or something, you know, like it could be, it could be transformation or it could be very tactical. Um, so I'm willing to kind of kind of play in that space a little bit. I also have really been thinking a lot around what does coaching around inclusion look like 
which maybe is more an executive coaching space, but maybe not. Like, I, I think I'm also pushing against like, what if it wasn't just in, a, in an executive coaching space? And what would that look like? I'm a big fan of that. I actually been thinking of it in terms of I've got two clients. I think of it as advocacy from self-advocacy for my clients and also them positioning or posturing in different ways. Mm-hmm. And some of the transformation, you're right. Like, I don't mean it to be like, I'm going to, you're going to be a butterfly and change. Some of it is identifying what they actually need and want, not what they can do. I think, and you're really good at that, like helping them to like sort out through the murky problem. Like what is the actual thing that's the problem I think is what you talked about. But I, I am thinking about a couple of my clients that aren't as represented in some of the fields like technology and even leadership roles that uh, aren't sitting at the table that I was kind of like getting them to where they need to be is inclusion work to some sense, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I this is back to, I think, the trust piece and reflecting on the moments when you might help a client realize it's okay to say something. And I don't mean okay as if a coach gives permission, but just that trust has been built. And so they can say things out loud. And because so much of coaching is like being with the client in the moment, then it, it becomes actualized for them, right? Like here is, wow, I've never said this out loud, or I've never, you know, like, I think you've already said that today. And and how powerful that is for their own realization to be like, oh, this is really what it's been, or this is a piece of what it's been. And I found it for myself. Yeah. It's the empowerment that you give, um, you give like a voice or you give a um, paraphrasing something or saying something back to like, you said this, you did this, you did the hard things. Like, I think that's kind of a neat thing as you walk beside a client in their journey. Um, and the journey could be one session too. So like, it could be like, "Mm, we've covered a lot of ground in this, like traveling of 60 minutes. So I don't have a, like, it's funny. I don't have any sort of demographics on my clients. They vary um, for different walks of life. And so people are like, who else can I go to? And I was like, I encourage people to talk with coaches and coaching coaches, clients and to learn from them a little bit more is what I've been saying these days. So I guess we're, we're still open to exploring who our, who our people are. Um, but we have some ideas. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What a, now I, I, now I need to like go coach myself. Right. To get. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite client is myself. Uh, yeah. I think it's, it's been fun to like hear. Um, and I, I shared a book with you earlier today that I don't mind putting into this is that um, let's talk about hard things that Anna sale. I never, I listened to her podcast, death, sex, money every now and then. And just hearing that, like digging into things, even like topics in your own life um, and what you're thinking about is really hard to do. And I think um, she's a journalist and that's her nature is to get investigatory and research and have a conversation with people who say these things. Uh, well, the fun thing about the coaching is like, you do that. You just don't have to share it with the public. You just work it out as your own personalized little podcast with someone else. Um, so her book is the one that I'm looking forward to reading at some point because um, I think it's it unpacks like these awkward conversations that we don't have with ourselves even. Yeah. Right. What awkward conversation did I not have with myself today? That's on you. I talk out loud to myself all the time. Right. But like, what a question to think about. I'm going to think about that before I go to bed tonight. Like what awkward conversation did I not have with myself? All right. You reflect on that. I like it. Well, Julie, it's been good to think about who we are coaching or who we want to be coaching even. Um, Yeah. 
because that means a difference as we talk about these other things coming up, especially if you're thinking about like advertising or marketing services and saying who you are as a coach. Yeah, we can talk about that in another episode. (laughs) Sounds good. good. (laughs) Until then, we'll be coaching through it. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.